Hello there, everyone. My name's Andrew. And I'm Cassie. And this is the Culips English Podcast. You're listening to Simplified Speech, the Culips series, which features clear, natural, and easy to understand English conversations about interesting topics. Today, helping me with this episode, I am joined by my co host, Cassie. Hello, Cassie. How's it going? Hey, Andrew. And hey, listeners. It's going really great, actually. I've been pretty busy. As most of you probably know, I moved to Bangkok recently. So I've been busy adjusting and also picking up a couple of new hobbies. Picking up a couple of new hobbies. Wow, that's awesome. And Cassie, actually, I kind of know a little bit about these new hobbies because you told me about them the last time we spoke, but I thought it would make for a fun, simplified speech episode if we chatted about them in more detail here and let all of the Culips community listen in. So, would you mind doing that today? Yeah, totally. But guys, before we get started with our conversation, I do want to take a moment to let everyone know about our study guides and transcripts for all of our episodes. They're designed by our team of expert English teachers to help build your English skills and reach your English learning goals faster. To get unlimited access to all of our study guides, plus some really great bonuses like invitations to our monthly live streams, Visit Qlips.com and sign up to become a Qlips member. We'd also like to give a shout out to one of our listeners from Sudan named Joseph, who left us a five-star rating and a nice little review on Apple Podcasts. Andrew, could you read his review for us? Yeah, sure. So Joseph wrote, I'm very happy to be a subscriber of Qlips. It truly enriches my everyday life. You guys are good And helpful. Thank you for all the great work and effort you put into all of your content. Love you guys. So, Joseph, thank you so much for that awesome review and for your support. It really does mean a lot to all of us here at Culips. Yeah, we always love a good review and love that you're meeting those English goals. Yeah. And Cassie, I really like it when we hear from people from. I don't want to say unique countries, but maybe some countries where we're not super popular. We do have listeners from around the world and from all countries on earth. I can see where the downloads come from on the Apple Podcast map. It gives you this cool map, and I can see that we have listeners in pretty much every country on earth, which is amazing. But some countries are more popular than other countries, and Sudan is not really like a Culips hotspot. So, Joseph, it's great to hear from you. Maybe you are one of the members of a smaller community of Culips listeners in your country. Anyways, Cassie, let's get started with our main topic of conversation. So, our topic is your new hobbies. And You know, I'm getting older, Cassie, and my memory isn't as good as it used to be. But if I recall correctly, it wasn't too long ago that we actually had a conversation about some new hobbies that you had, like making kombucha.、Mm -hmm. But I guess when you moved to Thailand and you started this new life in Bangkok, maybe that was one of the hobbies that you kind of had to put aside as you moved. Am I correct with that assumption? 
Yeah, it was so sad. Actually, a lot of people make kombucha here too, but I didn't have any of my jars or my scoby, and it just felt too irritating to start it again. Yeah, I can imagine that those kinds of things are items that you don't want to really bring with you on an international move. So that makes sense that you would put that aside for a moment. But in the absence of that hobby, what have you started doing? Could you share with us some of the new hobbies that you've picked up? Sure. So because of COVID craziness for the past several years, I haven't been super active. I think it's because I totally agreed with the mask wearing, but it was hard for me to sweat with the mask on. So I didn't really like exercise the last few years. I totally get where you're coming from. Throughout the pandemic, I still ran. Like that's my hobby. That's my exercise is running. But it was really uncomfortable to run with a mask on. And thankfully now, <laughs> we don't have to wear masks outside in Korea anymore. So I can run mask free mm. and it's much, much better, I think. But yeah, I totally get why you would put exercise on pause for a little while. But you've started again. You've, you've, you're active now. Yeah, exactly. That's probably, uh, that's where most of my new hobbies come mm. from. I joined this really cool multi sports complex. Okay. It has, as you might know from the name, a multitude of sports. It's got <laughs> tennis, swimming, badminton, squash, racquetball, a climbing gym, weights. It's got everything. Wow, sounds amazing. So have you been trying all of the different activities that are available there? Or did you become a member for one specific activity like I want to play tennis. You like join to be a tennis player or is this kind of an exploratory <laughs> time in your life where you're trying all of the different activities? Yeah, I really wanted to use the pool and the climbing gym and my husband really wanted to start taking tennis lessons. So we signed up for those three specifically. But once we started, we've, you know, been trying out all the different sports and I played badminton for the first time in, I'm not going to say ever, but practically a decade. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really fun. <laughs> nice. So when you play badminton, are you just freestyling it? Are you just playing for fun? Or are you trying to be really serious about learning all of the rules of the game and playing an official style game? Uh, no, we pretty much play for fun, mm. but we got all the gear. We got, um, you know, the, the birdies, the shuttlecocks. We got the rackets. We have our own bag that we bring. What about a sweatband? Do you have matching sweatbands or anything? <laughs> you know, we don't, but that is on the list, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie kind of interesting expression just popped up in our conversation a moment ago when I asked you if you play for fun. What does it mean if we play a game for fun? Like you are just playing badminton for fun. What does that mean? It means that you're playing strictly for your enjoyment, not competitively or to win some sort of prize. And usually when we play for fun, we don't 
keep track of the score either, right?、Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm the winner, you're the loser. There's no competitive element like that. You're just what do you say? Hitting the birdie, swatting the birdie. What is the verb that we use for badminton? Yeah, I guess like hitting the birdie back and forth. Yeah, hitting the birdie back and forth. That sounds good to me. And you're not keeping score or determining who is the winner and who is the loser. Badminton's really fun. I'm glad that you're enjoying that game. What else have you tried? The rock climbing I did mention before. I've done it a couple of times in the past, but now we go, you know, several times a week, and it's really hard, but super satisfying. I'm starting to get calluses on my fingers, which are, you know, like if you do a lot of Hard work, manual labor. Your hands start to get kind of rough because you're dealing with materials, and you gain. How would you describe calluses, Andrew? I'm I'm having a hard time doing it. <laughs> no, I think you're doing a great job. That's pretty、yeah. much it. It's like when you do something physical, the skin on your hand starts to harden, and、mm-hmm. I personally get calluses on my hand from playing guitar. So, because、mm. my fingers are touching the guitar strings, they start to become hard. And yeah, I could imagine that when you're rock climbing as well, you know, you're grabbing on to well, it's an indoor rock climbing center, so you're not grabbing onto、yep. physical rocks, but you're grabbing onto those grips that look like rocks on the rock wall. And because you do that, then your the skin on your hand gets harder, and it gives you some protection, right, so that you don't injure. Yourself or cut yourself when you're doing rock climbing. It's kind of like our body's own defense mechanism against these things that could potentially cut our skin. Yeah, it also gives you strength and grip. So when I first started rock climbing, I was really bad. I'm still not very good, but <laughs> I can feel the finger strength growing and my ability to look at a rock wall and say, "Ah, okay, I have to move my body this way, and then I have to turn it that way so that I can reach that stone over there." It's really like a puzzle for your brain and your body. Yeah, that's awesome. I think. Many sports are like that, but rock climbing seems to be particularly like that, where there's a mental challenge and a physical challenge, and then on top of that, you have this height challenge, right? Because、yep. maybe it's not exactly the same if you're in an indoor gym. I guess it depends on how comfortable you are with heights, but definitely if you're outside climbing, you know, a mountain, climbing a rock. Cliff face on a mountain, then you have that fear of potentially injuring yourself or dying. Even like it's a really dangerous sport. It can be if you don't take the proper safety precautions. So you have all these elements going at once, which I think makes it so addictive for people who start the activity. Yeah, that's right. And also, the community is really welcoming and nice. I feel like every time I go to the gym, there's people there who are like. Hey, or I go. Wow, how did you do that move? Can you show me one more time? And they say, "Sure, why not?" <laughs> so, when you do rock climbing indoors, what kind of equipment do you need? Personally, I've done indoor rock climbing when I was like twelve years old. So it's been over twenty years for sure since I've been rock climbing. So I can't really remember. But do you need any specialized equipment? 
I'm sure it's not just like badminton where you can just kind of have fun and go at it. You probably need some training or some gear before you can do it. We needed to buy a lot of stuff. We had to buy climbing shoes that are really tight and they have a special rubber grip around the entire edge so that you can really dig your toes into the rock face. Mm. And then we had to buy harnesses to strap the rope to for in case you fall. And we had to buy a belay device, which is a thing that you thread the rope through that sticks onto your harness. And we had to buy chalk. Chalk helps your finger grip on the wall. I think that's it. Maybe a bag to carry it all in. <laughs> Do you wear a helmet when you climb? No, I think if you outdoor rock climb, you need one. But indoors, it's not necessary. Not necessary. And you mentioned belaying and the rope. Uh, I remember this word from when I climbed as a child, but I don't really remember the meaning. I know it has something to do with the person who is holding the rope for you. Is that correct? Well, there's two types of climbing. There's bouldering and there's rope climbing. So bouldering, you don't need anybody near you. The rocks are not that far off the ground. So it's more working on your skills, your technique of climbing. But rope climbing, you're attached to a rope and you're climbing a wall vertically. So you're pretty high in the air. And to protect yourself, you have someone on the ground who's your belayer. The belayer is also connected to the rope. And their job is to make sure that if you fall off the wall or if you're done climbing, you've reached the top, then they're going to slowly release the rope and let you back down to the ground. So you need an activity partner to do this, it sounds like. A lot of gyms do have auto belays where, like it sounds, it's automatic. You don't need a partner, but that's only usually a small fraction of the ropes in the gym. Nice. Well, that sounds amazing. I'm glad that you've got into these new activities. How is your climbing skill so far? Like, have you made it to the top of any of the courses? Yeah, definitely. I know there's different standards, like levels, depending on what country or region you're in. I think mm. in the US, they call it like five point. I don't even remember. I'm not a huge climber yet. 5.8 to 5.12, maybe. Um, or six point. Yeah. Anyway, but in Thailand, they have the levels five A all the way to six C or something like that. Okay. So I can climb the, the five C six A range, which is, <laughs> you know, it's not too bad. It's, it's solid novice high level. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all of, all of those numbers just went over my head, but uh, I like the summary at the end. Solid, novice, high level. Sounds like you're making a good start with your new hobby. Cassie, I have to ask, have you ever seen the Olympic speed climbing events on TV or on YouTube or anything? I really haven't watched them much, but I would love to. Now that I'm getting more into the sport, I think it would be really cool to watch some professionals in action. Your socks are going to be blown off, Cassie. It is <laughs> insane. So it's a race. You have two climbers climbing at the same time, mm -hmm. and it's a sprint. They're like 
almost running up the wall to hit the bell at the top of the wall first. So whoever hits the bell first, rings the bell first, is the winner. And they don't even look like people. They look like climbing monkeys or something. The way that they can climb so quickly is just absolutely incredible. So I definitely think once you see that, maybe you'll feel inspired or motivated to climb even more. Sounds good. Will do. And another recommendation that I have about climbing is there's this documentary movie called Free Solo. Have you heard of this movie, Free Solo? Haven't watched it, but yes, I've heard of it. Yeah, so there's a climber, an American climber. His name is Alex something. I can't remember his last name. Alex Honin, I want to say, but I may have that incorrect. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name. But this climber is notorious for climbing the world's most dangerous mountains outside. So he's on cliffs and his special characteristic is that he doesn't use a rope. Crazy. So he does all of these with no rope. And uh, watching that movie, I felt like I was on the verge of having a heart attack the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) So nervous and just panicked for him that he was going to lose his grip and fall off the mountain and die. But yeah, spoiler alert, he's okay. (laughs) That's good. good. (laughs) Well, Cassie, thanks for catching us up on these new hobbies. Uh, I'm glad that you're keeping yourself busy in your new Thai life. Yes, it's been a really great adventure so far. And I think that will pretty much bring us to the end of today's episode, everyone. So thanks for listening and great job on completing this English study session with us. And of course, we'd love to hear your thoughts and your feedback. Maybe you have a question for Cassie about one of these new hobbies that she's doing, or maybe you participate in one of these hobbies yourself and you could tell us about how you like to rock climb or how you like to play badminton. So if you have any questions or feedback or comments for us, you can get in touch with us by leaving a comment on our website, qlips.com, or on our discussion forum, or even through our Instagram page. And of course, we love hearing from you guys. And if you like this episode, please support us. Your support allows us to keep making English lessons for learners all over the world, and we can't do QLips without you. The best way to support us is by signing up and becoming a QLips member. For all the details, just visit our website, QLips.com. That's it for now, but we'll be back soon with another brand new episode, and we'll talk to you all then. Goodbye. See ya. See ya.